This is Gateway City Sports. Welcome back to another episode of Turning Two. We got somebody with us again, I, I know, um, but um, maybe more of a permanent set now. Um, Tito's back with me tonight. Uh, we are going to just be going over um, our series with the Reds a little bit, um, just going back and forth on that and um, all of that. So, uh, Tito, how's everything going? How was your uh, Easter? It was great. Uh, weather was awesome. Um, not uh, not really uh not too hot but uh but it got warm enough to where you just could lay outside and, and just enjoy the sun and uh we were able to do some gardening had some brunch with family you know typical adult stuff right yeah, awesome so i mean you're, you're down on you're down on uh taking a taking some time to uh jump on uh more of a permanent role on this wonderful podcast yeah we're back, baby. We're back. Everybody's so ecstatic now. I can tell. <laughs> I okay. can feel it. So, I mean, what what is your overall let, – let's break it down. Game one, what did you think about game one? Opening day, how was it for you? I mean, let, let's, let's start with just the overall just feeling of having opening day back, right? I mean – just being able to sit down, watch a baseball game or listen to it on the radio, however you enjoyed opening day, having baseball back. Um, it's just, it's a magical feeling, you know, it's just one of those things where you're just, it just puts a smile on your face. And even though, you know, some teams lose or, you know, you still have that overwhelming feeling like, you know, this is, a little bit more normal. And then, you know, let's, let's even take it a step further based on, you know, what we had in 2020 um, to see fans in stadiums as well in 2021 um, as we approach uh, what we would call normal. Um, it was, it's just really nice. I mean, I, I can tell you while I was at work, I was listening um, to the Yankees blue Jays game. Um, and it just was natural. It, it was like any other day that I would listen to, to a ball game at work or, um, being able to just catch up on some highlights. So, um, it was just nice, but as far as, you know, the Cardinals game, um, you know, it, it's nice when you give, you know, your, your supposed, uh, number one starter, a six run lead in the first inning. Um, shades of, you know, that game five against the Atlanta Braves 
Um, same pitcher on the mound too with Jack Flaherty. And it's nice to see that, you know, it's nice to see Goldschmidt go, you know, have a great day at the plate, tattoo the ball. It's nice to see Nolan Arenado uh, get involved in the offense. And then of course, you know, what I thought was probably the cherry on the top, especially for you, um, was Dylan Carlson hitting that three run bomb. Um, you know, you, you, you're excited. You, it got you excited. Um, but then you kind of came back to reality and said, okay, there's a ball game to win here. Um, and six runs wasn't going to cut it. Um, so it's nice to see that Tyler O'Neill got involved again um, because Jack just didn't have his best stuff. And, you know, I think you and I would agree, and I'm not sure about who else would, but um, the weather definitely played a factor um, in that game. And you wouldn't tell, you couldn't tell by how many runs were scored, but pitching wise, I think it definitely played a factor, especially um, this early in the year. So game one, I think, you know, it went as about as well as it was going to go. Um, and at the end of the day, you got to win. And that's what you, that's what you come to do. So. Yeah. I think um, that first inning was, was magnificent. The, um, the absolute moonshot from Carlson was, uh, was much needed. Um, but yeah, I mean, game one was game one. Um they took home the W that day and uh, yeah, I mean, it was great to see, to see uh, the team hit. I mean, it just seems since then, you know, can't get really anything going. I mean, uh, yesterday's game, you know, six runs, six runs wasn't enough, Um, but we did see that home run from Arenado, but uh, man, this, and, and I know it's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, go back and forth on it but um you know i understand it's the first time through it's the first you know outing for all these guys coming out of spring adjusting to the weather etc etc i'm hoping that's just what it is but man i am i am quite nervous about our staff after what i saw the past three games yeah, and I think what the statistics were the statistic right now is what was it 22 runs in the first, you know, what some odd innings, right? Something 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 astronomical and they're like the what second worst staff ERA at like nine and a half. You know, and, and of course that yeah, it is it call a spade a spade, right? It is alarming. You're not going to win games a lot of games, especially you're not going to win a lot of games when you're starting pitching, uh, can't make it into the fifth inning. Like need I remind everybody that Carlos Martinez, even as good as he was for what the first four innings of that game was the only starter, the only Cardinal starter this weekend to make it to the fifth inning. And he was supposed to be your fifth starter. Yeah. So there, there is a little bit of reality check going on right now for a lot of us, um, especially when you, when you consider, um, you know, us to be division favorites. And I still think we are, don't get me wrong, but there is a little bit of a reality check going on when you sit down and sit and see what 22 runs by, by, you know, that were scored on us 25 or something like that. I mean, that's a lot. Don't, 
don't kid yourself. So, um, and it's not like, you know, if this was a series where, you know, you still win all those games and give up all those runs, I think the, the pressure isn't so high, but the fact that you also lost by a, a large amount, you know, we're talking, you know, especially like today, what 12 to one was the final. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, when you lose like that, that is a little disheartening and it just kind of feeds into the negativity of it. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, I, I honest to God, man, <clears throat> I started getting a feeling yesterday in yesterday's game that the Cardinals were going to come back, you know, and it was, it, it was prior to the Arenado home run. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, there's heart there. And I just think, uh, I think today that it was just inflate. It just got deflated, man. I really do. I think that the Cardinals were just deflated after today. Um, and I don't know if that's a weather adjustment. I don't know if that's, you know, running through so many pitchers, but I mean, you know, I, I, I am very critical on what I've seen so far. Um, however, you know, I'm trying to straddle that line of, you know, it is just their first time through, you know, um, let's see how they do the second go. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, six runs, nine runs and 12 runs is a lot of runs allowed. I mean, especially for the, for the, for your first three in your lot and your rotation, they're supposed to be, you know, your lockdown guys to guarantee you at least a chance to win. And I think, you know, we put up so many runs in game one that, you know, they could have scored how many ever, um, but, you know, nine yesterday, 12 today. I mean, the offense just can't keep up with that. And, um, you know, outside of today's game, though, I mean, I, I saw a lot of life game one and game two. And, and um, despite the terrible pitching, you know, that that was very um, a very good outlook for me. I, I feel um, seeing the the ability the offense does have i mean they scored what um six and 11 so 17 runs and in, in two games for the cardinals and then one today i mean so the offense is gonna be there it's just putting it there and and getting our um getting, getting our pitchers lined up and um doing what they need to do yeah and i, I completely agree and again i think you have to go back and think about it this way, right? Your first three in your rotation were supposed to be your number one, your number four, and your number five. And by and by by virtue of injury, they become one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two and three, you're thinking, man. All of a sudden, my fourth and fifth pitchers are my my second and third ones. So they have to play up to that ability. And I'm not saying that they can't because we saw how Wayno was in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and you saw a glimpse of what Carlos Martinez can do when he's right today. Mm-hmm. And even then, even then, they still faltered. Even then, they still faltered. And and Wayno, you know, I think there is, it's it's hard. It'll be hard not to be critical because yes, you're giving up a lot of runs, then you only make it through what two and a third or something like that. And 
I think there is a little pressure off of him though, because a lot of those runs were just placed balls. Dude, That's that it. was that, dude. Honest to God, yesterday they should should have scored half the runs they did. There was so many yeah. balls. Like I think Brendan uh, Brendan Schaefer actually. I listened to uh, his uh, his scoops or whatever the hell his show's called. Uh, B Shafe Daily. I listened to that this morning uh, while I was working, and um, you know he brought up that there was like multiple balls that were hit in the sixty mile per hour and under range, and you know that there I know there was one that that went right like slow roller to Arenado. You know I thought we were about to see the first glimpse of you know that cannon of an arm, and um, you know th- that's just bad luck. Um, yeah, and he just ran into it at that point in time, and so. And that happens in a game, right? I mean, oh, that yeah. is that that is part of baseball. You you literally we call it, you you know the phrase the seeing eye ground ball. It just finds its way through the defense, and unfortunately, there were just people on base. Now that also is a that that also is tied to the fact that Wayno didn't have as good a command, so he had player you know runners on base before those hits happen. And then all of a sudden it was just a cascade one after the other, after the other. And you just kept thinking to yourself, man, is this going to continue? And then, you know, we have the little brouhaha, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a little bit, but it just, it just kept, you know, just kept going. And I think after what happened on Saturday, it just, the momentum was no longer there from the first game. And it was more of a, okay, Let's just get through this game here on Saturday, come prepared to win on Sunday, and hopefully come out with the win. And I think that that played a factor. Yeah, and one of the things I noticed too watching that game yesterday is, I mean, I think at one point in time I looked over at his pitch count and I was like, man, this is not going to work. We cannot do this every outing. And, I, and I'm not – I don't want to think that every outing that Adam Wainwright has is going to be the same – but at the same time, you know, we can't be in the third inning and up at 50, 60 pitches. You know, it's no. just not going to work out like that. So, you know, it. Um, I did look at that. It made me nervous. Um, but, I mean, like I said, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to straddle the line of, you know, holy shit, we can't have this happen. And at the same time, you know, it is their first go through the, through the rotation. You know, I mean, they should have <laughs> – they should have probably won that series, but – let's we've discussed the negatives of the series. I mean, the high points, you know, Carlson's absolute tank. We got a home run out of Arenado in game two, got two out of Pauly D on game two. Um, You know, it's just an an absolute missile, an absolute Mm -hmm. missile from Tyler O'Neill in game one. Yeah. There there are some, some high points too, at least game one and game two. And Um, I'm going to, and I'm going to throw this one out there too. And this, and this is from today, I think, and, and I cannot, you can't really understate this, but I, I can't overstate this either. You got to see how good Nolan Arenado is today. Today was one of those games where you saw his ability to hit and play defense. He, he was just that good today. Yeah, and uh, I mean, all in all, I think Arnado has been an, a great addition to the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, last year and the year prior, I feel that um, I feel that 
it was to a point where, you know, we got nervous as fans watching the game whenever Goldschmidt would come up because nobody's behind him. But now we have Goldschmidt and then Arenado next. So it's like, yeah, man, we can we can have a runner on and Goldschmidt, you know, fly out to center, um, strike out. But we've still got a feared hitter behind him. Um, but I think all in all, I mean, let's – I'm really trying to get, get over the pitching. But, you know, all in all, we saw absolute depth from this lineup. We saw great defense from Tommy Edmond. Um you know, um, yeah, what a play at second. I, I mean, mean, you can't make a better play to be honest. No, and, and you, you really know, if, if, if this man, and I'm going to go on record now, if this man wins the gold glove from Colton Wong, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I honestly never thought that Tommy Edmund, look, Colton Wong's the incumbent gold glove winner. He deserves his, you know, he deserves his moment, and I'm glad he won it. But I had every single confidence that Tommy Edmond could at least play up to that level. Now, he's got to sustain it for an entire year to be uh, considered a Gold Glove uh, recipient. But that if that is the defense that Tommy Edmond is going to bring to second base, then the Cardinals absolutely made the right move. And I love Colton Wong. I, I, I wish he was still on the team because I think the Cardinals are a better, better team with him on. But if Tommy Edmond is going to play that way on at second base, day in and day out, you, you, you can go to sleep peacefully with that any day. Yeah, and I think, I think honest, honestly, I think um, the plays that he was making there at second base, I mean, I think hands down, I mean, that, that gave some people relief, you know. Um, yeah, but I, I I really think this lineup is super deep, and I mean we're just three games in, but I, I think this lineup is super deep. Um, yeah, if if I'm gonna go game by game, you know, positives in game one, the offense was there, and you like to see that. Um, and and as you say, lineup depth, and I even made comments in our group. It's about lineup depth. Yes, you want to see Dylan Carlson hit second, hit fourth. I get that. I think you and I both understand that Dylan Carlson eventually will be mature enough to handle that. And I'm not saying that he couldn't do it now, but my larger point to our group was if you have a guys that can hit one through seven and put up 11 runs, there are not a lot of managers that are going to come and say, you know what? I'm messing with that. I'm telling you right now. And it's not, and it's, it's just, it's just baseball sense. It's, it's, it's managerial sense. Dylan Carlson will be an, an excellent hitter. And even if he moved to two or four, he would still be an excellent hitter. But right now, if you can afford to keep him lower in the order to have lineup flexibility and lineup depth, you should be okay with this. There's no reason for it, for moving him right now, at least, unless there are some serious warning signs. But you have one, two, and three as Edmund, Goldschmidt, and Arenado, who literally produced a lot for you this weekend. Why would you mess with that right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not, not a chance. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and like... And at the end of the day, it, it is just the it's the first series, and that's what I loved about it. That first, you know, that first inning was was, was the table setter for that game. It really was, and um, 
you know, seeing seeing the life out of the team um, was fantastic. But I, I don't think that's going to be the first time we see that this year. I no. really don't. I think we're going to see this a lot. Um, the but- Cardinals – look, the Cardinals have a great team. They have a good lineup. You, you This will take some time. Again, you you keep you keep saying it. It's early. It's the first three games of the year. It's that's why they play 162, right? If it was out over after this month, then that would be a different story, and then we'd probably be hitting the panic button right now. But it's 162 games. We got to keep that frame of reference. Yeah, um, I think, but. As you know, that's not how Cardinal fans react. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, it's it, there. No. And, and the problem is we want to win because it's, it goes back to what I said on the last time I was on, right? When you're playing teams that are lower in the division, you should be winning as you know, against the pirates. Like I said, I, you should be winning at least 80% of those games, right? Mm-hmm. Against the Reds, you should be winning 60 to 70% of those games. And when you come out the gates and you lose two of three, then th- that that doubt, that serious, serious doubt comes into play. Like right now, I have a lot of doubt that the Cardinals can actually get Nicholas Castellanos out right now. I really doubt that they could. And if it were me, I would have... I would be treating him as if I couldn't get him out and I would rather him not hit. I would rather walk him than have him do the damage that he does. I don't want any part of it. And that's, you know what, whatever happened Saturday happened, but as a baseball person, you have to realize, especially like today, right? They had an opportunity to put him on base and bring Joey Votto up to bat with the bases loaded who already struck out against um, Carlos Martinez. But they chose to pitch to Nicholas Castellanos, who just hit a triple off the wall in his previous at-bat, and then he hits a three-run home run. And you know what? That is when the Cardinals lost the game. Yeah, It wasn't the runs that the Reds had scored previously to that. It was in that moment that that game became out of reach. And sure, they could have come back, whatever. But that was the moment where you thought to yourself, I'm turning the TV off because this is not happening today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think um, I think I think the Reds were fired up from yesterday, honestly. Sure. Um, sure. I mean, yeah. Who wouldn't be? Who who wouldn't be? I mean, that's it's natural. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, we'll 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 take the we'll take it into the next series the following series and you know we'll see we'll see what happens um i mean that's the that's the only thing that concerns me about this entire series it wasn't the win losses yeah it wasn't that it was the fact that so many runs were put up and i know that we're playing in a in a little league ballpark where the ball flies all over the place i get that um and and i think we may be able to get a better well I mean, we got the back end of the rotate. Well, the back end, the other four and fifth starters um, <laughs> coming up this next series, along with Jack on um, game three. But um, man, I, I just I, I don't um, I don't I don't like people pointing out. Oh, the Yankees haven't won a game, or or you know, look at these other teams that are losing. It's not about the win losses right now. It's about how many how runs were put up. Yeah, and, um, and yes, we saw the lights of. Um, 
the Cardinals offense. You know, we saw the explosion somewhat in game one, and we saw, you know, the, the half effort in game two where they put up six. It was just this game three where they didn't put up the runs. And, um, I mean, if if we're two to three times through the rotation and and we got big question marks, you know this may this team may be in danger and 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 not very well. Um, I mean, if, if Michaelis if Michaelis and Kim are not coming back or out in an extended period of time, we're gonna have to go another route. Um, I just don't think you know. And I, I'll we'll jump into the, the the people that are coming up in the rotation uh, in the next series, but uh, I, it just scares me right now. Um, it just and, does. And, and look, there is no reason that you shouldn't be worried because it's again you, the 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 stat is alarming. It, let's just it's it is what it is, right? When you give up that many runs in three games. The first thing you think of is, well, boy, no wonder we didn't win. You know, we're lucky that we won a game, right? <laughs> that that's pretty much it. You you know, um, but it just it it just goes again, serves you as a reminder. It's you know what, um, you're going to take some licks here at some point. Um, you just would hope that it wouldn't be just that bad. Um, or that your offense could help bail you out. But that's the thing is, you know, they're not always going to give you 11 runs. They're not always going to spot you a six spot in the first inning. Yeah. And I think we saw that today, actually, you know, this offense is, is, is deadly, but you know, you can't expect it every time out. Right. And, and, and that's the thing, right. And it goes back to what your, your whole point here is if you are going to win games, you cannot expect to play to a 9.5 ERA. You can't. It, it's not sustainable. It's not good baseball. Um, you're not going to win games. And, and think about it this way. Like, look at the Boston Red Sox right now. The Boston Red Sox. Lineup-wise, they probably are pretty good. But their pitching is atrocious. They just gave up. A, a series sweep to who was who was supposed to lose a hundred games in the Baltimore Orioles. Right now, I couldn't even tell you if the ball if if who is going to finish last in that division because the Boston Red Sox looked that much worse than the Orioles did, and it was because of their starting pitching. Yeah, and um, I'm not saying that the Cardinals are either of the you know they're way heads and shoulders above that skill level. But that is the recipe for disaster, and that's what's staring them in the face. Yeah, I want to say it was game one. I think John Means threw seven innings, one hit ball. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, pitching wins games. And if the Cardinals are going to have issues, it needs to be corrected now if you want to be a contender in this division. Because, obviously, if you're going to come to Cincinnati, the ball is going to fly no matter what time of the year. Um. So okay, let's let let's close out this series talk. Um, we'll finish it with the, the 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 lingering issue over the whole damn series. Let's do it. Let's do it. I want this, this conversation. Oh, good. I'm ready for it too. So obviously, you saw um, Nicholas Castellanos pimp a home run down a ton of runs on Jack Flaherty. Okay, he knew what he did. He knew what he was doing. I watched it 
he skipped, he hopped, he he thought he had just tied the game when the Reds were down a ton. I mean, they were down multiple runs. It mm-hmm. it didn't affect the game. It truly did not affect the game. And, you know, at that point in time, you know, I'm trying, I'm, you know, I'm an old soul with this baseball stuff, man. And, and I'm trying to let the kids play, but, you know, have your fun. If it, if it, if you hit an absolute tank and it either puts you ahead or ties the game or, or, or does something, I am not a believer. And, you know, you're down six, seven, eight to one, eight to two, eight to three, and you hit a two run bomb, a solo shot, and you think you're the, the next fucking Babe Ruth walking around the bases. You know, that's, you know, I, let the kids have their fun, but don't be a complete asshole thinking that you just did something big, you know, and I think that was in his head on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and forth with you on this one because in a way, I get what you're saying, right? Like you're down a ton of runs, like, and you do what you do. It just doesn't sit well with me either, you know, being, you know, I'm an old soul in some ways too. Um, But at the same time, if that's what you're going to do, then in your head, you should just already know something's probably going to happen. You know, I don't think that there's a true uh, baseball player out there that really wants to be shown up like that. Like, I get it. Have your fun. But guess what? Something's coming. Now, the problem here is, is that Woodford, I don't I truly don't believe meant anything by uh, (laughs) his hit by pitch. I think it just slipped and it is what it is. Right. Um, Castellanos, of course, takes issue with that. Um, because I think he believes they didn't like his little trot down the first baseline. Like, of course they didn't like it, but who cares? They were winning. They, they only want to win. They don't care about that. The problem really becomes when Castellanos decides to offer the baseball back to Jake Woodford, who does that? Have you ever seen anything like that? Yeah, no, and I I fully agree with that. Like, you don't do that because, um, to me, it's just an asshole move. It's it plain, is. It's it, an it, asshole move. And, and Adam Wainwright is completely one hundred percent correct on this. You don't do that. Okay, you got hit by a pitch. You felt like it was intentional. How many times do people just say, you know what, I'm just going to take my base? But instead, you go over to the baseball and you pick it up, and you're like, hey, you want this one? As if, as if Jake Woodford was looking for that ball, saying, "You know what? I want that one because I'm going to hit the next batter too with it." Well, because I did. You let's, look at, let's look at the facts of it. Okay, facts in game two only. Adam Wainwright was just pulled from the game. Okay, not just not not directly right. prior, but you know, fresh out of the game, um, and Cassianos had already hit, went through the order once. You know, if somebody's going to get plunked, it's going to be that first time through. Right. They're, they're not going to wait for some, uh, you know, wet behind the ears rookie pitcher come out just to plunk your ass. Just and, just ask Carlos Correa. The first time he came up to bat against the athletics, he gets plunked. Really? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not kidding you. First time he came up to bat this year, he got, he got plunked because they're still on that. But that, but that lends to your point. It, it's just like that is insane to me. Yeah, and, and it's just, you know, I mean, 
it wasn't thought out. And I think, I think uh, for whatever reason, I, I do believe that that Cassianos was trying to show up Flaherty. Um, and I think that was his, that was his motive in his head that he knew what he was doing. It wasn't celebrating a home run. It was, it was trying to be, he, he was trying to show up Flaherty and um, in his head, that's where it sat. So then whenever it boils down to it, he gets hit up and in. So he takes it to heart. You're going to be an asshole. You're going to hold the ball up to the rookie pitcher and say, you want this one. And then there's a very close play at the plate and you you're going to stand over him. Yeah. Uh, and, and Yachty is not going to, he's not going to stand for that. You know, No. I'll tell you what, before we move on with this, because I don't want to take much time on it. Cause it's, it's, it's chump talk. You know, one of the, the coolest things that I took out of that is the first person in that outside of Yachty and, um, and, um, oh, wow. Nolan? No. no. Man, I've had a blank. I, I don't even know who was pitching now. <laughs> Woodford? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. Yeah. A stroke it's such what. a blur. <laughs> um, but, you know, after the first person in that thing was – was Mike Maddox after that out of nowhere Arnado came out of nowhere I, I'm telling you he came out of nowhere and he has you know that's hard man that's hard and I think well, you know I don't know I don't know if something may have been said to Arnado at, at third base and I wondered that too I wondered but that too dude was fired up yeah and fired up. I think but I think it's it's the same mindset that Yadier Molina had right like what the hell are you doing yelling at the pitcher like and I and this is his excuse right like I'm an emotional player I don't I I believe you are an emotional player but I don't buy it in that situation I truly I truly do not buy it in that situation you only did what you did because you got hit by the pitch and you thought it was intentional yeah and that's it. Yeah. Don't tell me you're emo- you're an emotional player and you li- and you were caught up in that moment because there are plenty of other times in a game where a lot of people are caught up in the moment but they don't do stupid shit like that. Absolutely. No, then that's at the end of the day, you know, it it, it turned it, it turned me wrong whenever you offered it back to Woodford. Yeah. yeah. Um and then after that, you know, everything at home played and it's just yeah it's unfortunate in the sense like look because of what happened you you don't want it to affect how the game goes but I again I, I said it you know earlier in the show that was a momentum swing in the Reds favor and I think it played out into today as well um because Cincinnati the entire city went essentially took that and rolled with it the rest of the weekend. I mean, look at what the freaking weather guy said, you know, from Cincinnati calling St. Louis soft and all this other stuff. And it's just like, really? Like, this is what it's come down to. I'm um, trying to figure out where we were soft at. We're not yeah. the ones that got hit and had to whine because, about it. Because they're, they're essentially saying we're butthurt. They're saying we're butthurt because Castellanos stood over Woodford and and screamed at him because he got all quote unquote fired up. That's and we're soft for getting butthurt about that. When in reality, ironically, 
he's he is the one that's actually soft for oh, thinking that Woodford got intentionally hit him in the first place. Yeah, he's he's soft. But <laughs> and not only that, then he backs up being soft because he doesn't even get in anybody's face. He's like, you know what? I don't want to actually be a part of this. And guess what? He gets ejected for what he did. Then he should have been uh, hands down. You know, maybe maybe Yachty should have been two. For, and there was an article him. on Yahoo Sports about that very point. It's like the wrong person got ejected. It should have been Yachty and not Castellanos. And it's like, and, and he goes on, and this writer goes on to say that Castellanos was a debatable one. And I'm like, dude, the dude initiated everything that happened. Yeah, he started the whole thing. Don't, don't, don't tell me that's debatable. Yeah. He should have been tossed. Yachty should have been tossed too. You don't go and push somebody like that. You don't put your hands on anybody unless you're really trying to start a fight. Yeah. And he no, should have been tossed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, at the end of the day, though, like you don't, it started with him offering the ball, you know, and, and Woodford was over it, you know, the kid, right. the kid's not going to, the kid's not going to go and stick a knee in his back. You know, there's a play at the freaking plate, you know, man. I, I'm over it, but at the same time, I'm not. Because I think you cannot let Nick Castellanos dominate you the rest of this way. You can't. And I, and I said it earlier, and I'll continue to say it. Walk him if you have to. I don't care. Don't let him hit against you. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't let him. Don't do I not think... give him the satisfaction of being a productive player against you. Yeah, you can give him a walk. Go ahead and get Joey Votto out on a ground ball because that's exactly what happened today. Mm-hmm. After after Castellanos hits that three-run home run, Votto grounded out. And guess what? That could have been a double play to get out of that inning instead of a three-run home run. Yeah, so I, I, I would rather live and die by an intentional walk to Castellanos than give up a home run. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And, um, you know, I, I think – I think you may see guys like Wayne Wright, you know, more of our soft guys um, pitching around him. But I, I can guarantee you, with the fight in his heart, that Flaherty will go after him. Oh, I- if you have, yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I, I think it's an it, it, like when I say walk him, you be strategical about it, right? If there's nobody on, then you're not just going to say, yeah, here's a free pass and be done with it. Go get him, only do it when you need to move on from him so he doesn't create problems. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you can't You can't let the 2013 David Ortiz come back at you. No, but and you I, don't. I think moving forward, you know, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it, I, it'll pan I, out I, moving I, forward. I, I feel you. I feel you. But, um, yeah, other than that, um, I mean, we learned a lot. But, hey, let's, uh, let's move on to this next series. And, have, shit, we'll just discuss it now. So, you know, the team headed out to uh, Miami today to take on the Marlins. Um, and in game one, we've got uh, Ponce de Leon and Trevor Rogers, both of who have not made a start yet in the 2021 season. Um, how are you feeling about Ponce going tomorrow? Or being in the rotation at all? I mean, <laughs> he's got he's got the stuff to be pretty good. Not I'm not saying an, an ace. I think he ha- his ceiling is probably a three, and he's got the stuff to do it. He's got good swing and you know swing and miss stuff. 
it's just the walks, man. It's the control. It's, it's just being consistent, a good pitcher. That is very tough. Like, let me put it to you this way. Because it's Ponce de Leon, the line right now is even in this game. Whew. It's even. They don't know who's going to win. And, and that's that if you're looking at it from a sense of like, okay, um, if you're looking at it from the, uh, the sense of like, okay, the Cardinals should win this game because, well, should win this series. They should sweep them because it's the Marlins. And not that the Marlins are a bad team. They just want to play off series against the Cubs. But you should win this series because their pitching should not be better than yours. But the reality is, is that you still have to go out and play a game. And, and the reality says that Ponce de Leon can give you about three innings of good pitching. And in that fourth and fifth innings, that's where it starts to fall apart. And, if, and again, as I said earlier, that Carlos Martinez was the only starting pitcher to get to the fifth inning this weekend. That is not good considering your bullpen has already pitched a decent amount of innings already. So I, I, I think I feel okay, but I need five, I need six innings out of Ponce de Leon to feel great. And yeah, I'm not sure I get there. Yeah, it'll be tough. I mean, I, we, we've seen shades of it, but then again, you know, those walks, um, those, <laughs> Those walks are, are unsettling, and we can't have that, man. We gotta, we have to have somebody go deep here soon, or we're gonna, we're gonna end up having the same issue like we did in our shortened season last year, where the bullpen is just taxed. I mean, he he, Ponce de Leon issued thirteen walks and seventeen grapefruit innings. I mean, that's, I mean, we're, I mean, the math is there. You know, it's almost a, uh, it's almost a walk an inning, and. Mm-hmm. um you get somebody on and you know you better get the defense right because free passes could be a free run it's as good as a hit and we saw what the and we saw what damage that can do um in this series right you know um that game two uh um Wainwright walks I think it was Jesse Winker next person up was Castellanos bop two run home run just like that I mean, it, and it happens. And you kind of expect the same thing when you think of the Cardinals lineup. If Tommy Edmond gets a walk, you've got two good hitters coming up right behind him that could ter- easily turn that into a two-run game or a 2-0 lead or tie it or just score two runs just like that. Yeah. So, but that, but walks are killers, man. They have always been. I mean, and I think it gets intensified in the playoffs because once when somebody walks – in the playoffs, you're like, gosh, that you you're it already does. hoping. It's it's weird. You're hoping. yeah, it's weird because it's like when somebody walks, that person automatically in your head is like that person's scoring. So now we're already down a run. Yeah, it's like it's it's extremely amplified, and I don't know why it's like that, but it always seems like I mean, you get in those national broadcasts, you got other voices on it, and you get a walk that runners on. You're like, damn, we're gonna have to dance out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So game two um, on Tuesday, we've got John Gant uh, facing Sandy Alcantara. Um, you know, and, and the Cardinals did well against uh, Alcantara uh, that 
the last um, time they faced him in spring. But he's what I'm concerned with him is the fact he's already pitched. He he started opening day and he's already pitching again. Um, now, granted, you know that there was that day of rest in there, but um, you know he's, yeah. still, he's still he's still a frontline pitcher. And he pitched well. Six innings, two hits, seven Ks, two walks. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even give up a run. I mean, that's that's good pitching right there. That's what you want out of your number one guy. And there, and he clearly is their number one guy. I think what, what plays in favor for the Cardinals in that game is they know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, they see him in Grapefruit League action, but they also saw him in the minors and what he could do. Um it, it makes me, you know, there was a game in the World Baseball Classic this last time around where it was Puerto Rico versus the United States. Um, is that first time they played, um, and and Puerto Rico absolutely thrashed Marcus Stroman because they knew what was coming. They they stuck to one game plan, and that was I'm going to hit your fastball every single time. I'm going to spit on everything else that you throw me. Just give me your fastball, and it was good, and it worked. And then, of course, Marcus Stroman changed that up in the final and United States won, whatever. So Alcantara kind of works in this similar fashion, right? The Cardinals know what he has, and that's what they're going to exploit. So I would not be surprised if the Cardinals put up big numbers that game. It may not be 11 runs like game one, but I could see them score four or five runs throughout the course of Sandy's outing because they know what he has to offer. So I feel good about that game, but again, it comes, it's not necessarily about the other teams pitching. (laughs) It's about our pitching and John Gant, while we know that he is quote unquote, good at baseball, it becomes, it becomes a question of which John Gant are we going to get? Yeah. uh, You have to hope it's the right one. Yeah. And I think with John Gant, I mean, even in spring, I mean, he threw, 13 he struck out 13 guys and 14 in the third inning which you know is i mean it's it sounds it sounds great but you know john gant has has been our relief guy for years now so you know do we just chalk up we're gonna get five five or less innings out of him and then move on and just pray that, that our bullpen turns out or you know i mean i think it'll be a good game um i and I, and I hope that, that we see a good John Gant. Um, but th- that's also worrisome for me because, I mean, he's he's been a relief pitcher for the fa- past couple of years. Yeah. I, and I think that's what um, – I think that's what you kind of have this hesitancy with the organization with Alex Reyes, right? Reyes has been pitching in this relief role for the last couple of years now. So to automatically assume that he is going to be able to withstand a starter's load, um, it, it can be a very difficult task. The only good thing about John Gann's case is that he's had the spot start every now and then. So his arm is accustomed to those longer outings, that muscle memory, that just – ability to pitch into into deep into games to get to that later in so John Gant just has to find that rhythm and consistency I I think he's a good pitcher he just has to find that rhythm and, and figure out what's working for him early on and again the offense has to be there too I mean you're only facing you're facing Alcantara who's 
probably the Marlins' best pitcher right now um, because Sixto Sanchez was placed on the IL, I think, uh, on Friday. But you're not you're facing not really anybody else that you're that's well known. So the, again, as I said, this is a series that the Cardinals should sweep, but they at minimum should be winning two of three here. Yeah, we and then in game three we've got a Flaherty uh, going against Pablo Lopez, um, and I mean I think I think it'll be a good series for the Cardinals. They'll be back now. Granted, you know, um, Lone Depot Park, um, you know, is in Florida and it's in a dome for the most part. Um, I think it'll fare well for the Cardinals as long as. As long as um, we get a good outing out of Ponce tomorrow night, um, I do believe I do believe the Cardinals will sweep the series if that does take place. I mean, we're we're gonna have to have him, you know, have a great start tomorrow. Yeah, I I, I agree, and I think he can get it done. I, again, this is a Marlins team, you know. I'm not going to try and put too much on the fact that it's only three games in, um, but the Marlins are only hitting uh, 267. Um, they've only hit two home runs. Their OBP is, is a little, it's a, it's higher than the Cardinals, but it's at 321. They're slugging 426 as a team. So, you know, they've scored 16 runs to the Cardinals 18. Um, so, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that they're world beaters, but I'm not going to sit there and say also sit here and say, you know, they're trash, um, but they they're beatable. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's the Marlins um, and, and yeah. we saw shades of the Cardinals offense um, the past few days. So, yeah, I, I think that's what we're needing for success in this series coming up is definitely Ponce de Leon coming out mm-hmm. tomorrow and absolutely, you know, go on five or six. I mean, that's what we need, Adam. Just cut the walks and let's go five or six innings. And um, I think the bats will heat up again with the weather being different. I mean, that you, you can't tell me that, you know, it isn't going to affect anybody um, because you're going from that, you know, 70, 80, 90 degree weather up to snow game one. Um, right. And, and I think and I'm going to throw this at you too to, to highlight the importance of this series. And I know it's only April, but after the Marlins, you've got the Brewers at home, the national, the nationals at home. Then you go out to Philadelphia and then you see the nationals again. So four series, very, very important series right after this one. So you, you, you want to start playing some decent baseball heading in to, to the Milwaukee series and, and heading into home. So, you know, look for the Cardinals to bounce back for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what we need. And um, I mean, we'll get that second half or that second time through the rotation coming up uh, middle end of next week or this week, hell this week now. Um, so is there, is there anybody that um, has impressed you or not impressed you? Um, so far you know I would say if you're if if I'm going with most impressive and I can't and I know this would this sounds pretty uh pretty vanilla here but I'm I'm just really impressed with Nolan Arenado 
I, I, I think he's just been everything that he was advertised when the Cardinals got him. I mean, you knew the kind of player that he was already coming into this. He's one of the best defensive third basemen in the game, if not the best. He's one of the best offensive third basemen in the game, if not the best. Um, but I just think when you consider what the Cardinals had at third base mm-hmm. for so many years, just to see the level of high play that he brings to the team, you can't help but not be impressed, right? It's like Shohei Otani today, right? He goes and throws 101 miles an hour. The first time he comes up to bat, hits a piss rocket for 450 feet. Yeah, 115.2 off the bat. Off the bat. And you're just sitting there as you're like, holy cow, man. Yeah. Like that is, that's just insane. It's, it's very impressive. And um, so if, if anything, yes, I know it's very cliche, but I just really, 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 really enjoy watching Nolan Arenado play baseball. And um, you know, if you're a Cardinal fan, you really, really need to respect how he plays the game because um, you know, there are not many players like him and there are not many players that will ever be as good as him. Um, so enjoy that. If I'm going to say the least impressive, in my opinion, um, I will probably, even though, I, even though I was talking smack about him um, <laughs> in our group with uh, Gino, I, I'm going to say Paul DeYoung here. Uh, and the only reason I'm saying that is, is because, uh, right now it feels very go big, go big or don't at all. And as much as I want to tout his success in home runs in the fourth spot, um, I'm also gonna, I'm also gonna put my money where my mouth is too, and say, you can't strike out like that, man. Uh, he struck out today with, with an opportunity to get an RBI. Um, and I wish he would have came through because I definitely would have put a yawning emoji in our group <laughs> chat. But he struck out on a pitch that was clearly a strike and he needed to be swinging. Um, I, I just don't know what he was looking for. But he, he you, these opportune times keep coming up for him. Um, and at some point, if he cannot figure that out, he has to be moved from there. He has to be moved. And then that's when you need to decide if you're Mike Schilt, if you need to bring Dylan Carlson up to the two spot so you can have some lineup protection one through four instead of one through seven. Yeah, and I think I, I do believe, I fully believe that DeYoung is an all-or-nothing kind of guy. Yes, you love showing off, showing up people with, you know, <laughs> he, he, he hits a he hits a tank and you know i just fully expected it um but <laughs> you knew um, it was coming i i knew it was coming i know what to expect these days but um i mean it, it truly is it's all or nothing with him and you know they were they were pitching him up yesterday i, I watched mm-hmm. them throwing to him yesterday and they you know they're trying to get him to chase something up and um i mean he's been in the league you know a few years now and if if teams are starting to click on that and he can't stop slowing down, you know, you're not doing yourself any good or the team any good hitting the occasional tank. And um, I mean, hats off to the two home runs yesterday, but you know, we can't rely on two bombs one day and then you go cold for a whole week and then decide you're going to hit another one and go cold for another week. You know, 
you got to have a hitter in that fourth slot that's going to do some damage, not just, you know, once in a blue moon. And I think that um, I think he's very much that player. So it may, I don't know if it's a pressure thing. I don't know if it's just Paul DeYoung himself, but uh, the, the team's going to start looking hard at that because you can't have that killing rallies, man. And I'll no. bring this up game one. You know, I, I know I was very critical of it. Game one, you know, that first at bat where he got the RBI, if the, if the defense was aligned correctly, he would have been hitting to a double play. You know, um, his second mm-hmm. plate appearance was a strikeout. Um, I think it was that or he hit into a double play his second time up. But, I mean, it's just the, the first time up was just pure luck. And, you know, then you got the two tanks in game two, which is cool, you know. He hit home runs, but we can't rely on that, and you can't have that in such a pivotal spot in the lineup. Um, and I know they say, oh, it only lines up like that, you know, one time, but it, it doesn't, man. If, if you got two guys, you got two absolute all-stars in front of you and you have them on base, you have to have somebody that's going to produce an RBI or get them in right behind them. And, and, and I go back to the 2006 World Series DVD. There was a moment when they were talking about the Detroit Tigers and Jim Leland. And Jim Leland, this quote, always has always stuck with me since then um there are outs and then there are productive outs Mm -hmm. right and in the moment right now there is no such thing as a productive out for paul de young and what i mean by that is is that because the strikeouts pile up that's not a productive out a productive out is putting it in play because at least you have some chance of human error coming into play and, and, or some divine interaction happening, maybe some angels in the outfield or something like that. But being a productive hitter means putting the ball in play and striking out looking is definitely not it. Swinging is a little better, but you're not making contact. And, and, and like today, whenever you watch a ball go by, that is clearly a strike um, and you're not protecting the plate. Um, it makes it hard. Now, conversely, when you have a, a, a hitter like Molina today, right? If you watched his second at bat, he was a completely different hitter than his first at bat. Mm-hmm. He made an adjustment to when he got two strikes. He fouled off a bunch of pitches, put the ball or put the bat on the ball, kept fouling it off. And then what does he do? He turns on a fastball, puts it over the shortstop head, head, shortstop's head and scores a run to tie the game at one. And that was from your, that's from your seventh place hitter at that, or your sixth place hitter at that point. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of at bat that you expect Paul DeYoung to take when he has two strikes on him, but he doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. And he needs to understand that this is not just, if you're in the cleanup hitter, right? Yes, you expect power, but at the same time, if you have two strikes on you and you're watching a ball go by you, that's not good hitting. That's not hitting. <laughs> you might as well just be blindfolded and and just swing when you think it's coming in. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on him this next series and see you know because uh, straight through the lineup, I noticed this a lot, a lot with these guys the first couple games. But man, they were just watching fucking fastballs go by, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I know this was brought up last year that it seemed like that they were just waiting for something to hit, but it's to me, it's like, I saw so many pitches now, not from your veteran guys, not from your Arnautos, not from your, your Goldschmidt's, but you know, I mean, 
I just see so I know I saw Paul DeYoung take take a fastball. You know, Carlson took a fastball. Um, O'Neill took a fastball, you know, and, and I understand if, if they're elevated and you don't want to go after it for the pop-up, but what are you teaching these guys to do with these fastballs? Like I, 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 sometimes I feel like O'Neill's a pure, pure guess hitter, but I mean, he struck out one time on a ball right down, right down the middle. Um, Yeah. And, and, and let me put it in this context too, because we get, we, there are so many people who harp on this particular player about hitting first pitch fastballs and that's Yadier Molina. At least he has a plan that he's going up there thinking that it's going to be a fastball. And yes, occasionally he rolls over a pitch and it's a curveball, and he rolls over and trots down first base gets out. Yeah, I get that. But when he's right and knows that it's coming in and it's a fastball and hits it, it's almost every single time a base hit or goes down the line and pulls it for a double. And that is that it comes with an approach that's not necessarily even being a veteran. It's just having a plan of attack. And, and that's the kind of mentality these the young players have to develop is that, you know what, You're, the fastball is the easiest pitch to hit. Yes, it's very hard to hit a fastball, but it's way harder to hit a curveball and adjust your eyes to the curveball than it is to the fastball. They never say, they never say um, uh, adjust fastball when you're down two strikes. It's adjust to the slider because you can hit the fastball. You just have to watch the slider come in and push it, push it the other way. The fastball comes in because you're ready to hit. You just got to get your front foot down and be ready. They don't do that. That's what's hurting them. Yeah, well, hopefully this hopefully this Marlins series coming up will will open our eyes to some things and and maybe maybe there might be a slight adjustment to uh, the order tomorrow. Uh, we'll have to see. Um, but you know, I, w- I would be very surprised. The only person that I think that might get a start is Austin Dean because he's going back to Miami instead of Justin. Well, yeah, but, well, I'm and that's fine. I just I, I and you know I've not been high on DeYoung in the four hole, but I mean you can't. To me, you know, you got to do something else there. I mean, if you're not going to have a productive hitter, except for a couple tanks every week or so, yeah, adjustment there. And, and it's yeah. no, no knock on him, but you know, you can't have that behind guys like Arnado and Goldschmidt. Like it's just not, it's not productive. Okay, so, so here's here, here's your question, for me to you: Would would you rather move Carlson to two or O'Neill to four? I think right now I would probably put, I would I would probably or, put, or Carlson to four. No, no, and, and and as biased as I am, I would I I won't put Carlson there right now. Um, you know uh, the tank and um, all that. I mean, he still has to grow too. And if they're going to run with Goldschmidt in the, in the two hole, you know, I think you I think you can very much put. Uh, uh, put O'Neill in the four hole um, because he can do damage. He's quick. Um, he's got a couple hit, he, what he got a hit today. I'm pretty sure. Um, along with his home run yesterday or Monday or shit game one opening day, his home run. Um, but I mean, it's just going to shuffle that you're, if you're going to stick with your two, three, how they are now, you have to start shuffling those guys out of the four hole and see where it's at. Because um, I mean, I think if you want to, if you, if I'm, if I'm a team, Right now, and you're going to leave Paul DeYoung in the four hole. I'm absolutely challenging that every time. I'm going to walk Arnado, and I'll get to Paul DeYoung, and I'll keep throwing him high heat. Yeah, he might catch up to a couple of them, but it's not going to be consistent. 
So, yeah, you might have issues out of Tyler O'Neill, but if you're going to keep that two, three where it's at right now, you, you're going to have to start rotating guys out, um, see, see who's going to be who stick. And, um, you know, right now we don't know who that guy is, but uh, I don't believe it's going to be Paul DeYoung. Um, you know, I think, I think Yadier Molina is a very productive hitter. He does adjust well, but, um, you know, speed is not on his side. It's never been on his side. And I don't think that's good in the middle of the lineup. Um, I think he's, I think he's solid where he's at right now. So your choices essentially are um, you're going to have Tyler O'Neill there. You got to put Carlson there, or you come to a point where you're going to shift him out and put, you know, Goldie in three and Arnauto in four um, and Carlson get the ultimate protection at the two hole. Um, so, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do, um, but I'm not going to take the bias route and go, yeah, put Dylan Carlson there. No, you're going to have to, you're, you got to figure it out. Um, and, I, and I think to your point here, and I think what people need to understand is in what you're saying is, is this is not an issue where you wait a month. No. Right. You're saying essentially this is that this next series is the series to figure this out because if by the end of this series, the young is Oh, for 12, let's say that he has that many at bats this series and Oh, for uh, no RBIs to show for it or anything like that. You've got to make that change. You cannot wait. You just cannot wait. Well, the thing, the thing, the thing with, with Paul DeYoung is, is, and I've noticed this with him, you know, can't catch up to the high heat will swing at the low stuff um and the the curveballs catch him off guard um but he's a strictly a pull hitter i can't i can't count on a, one hand how many times i've seen him go the other way and that's that's dangerous because if if you're not timed right you're done for you're absolutely done for and you can't if they want to roll with the same lineup for this first game of the series completely fine just to see if that if they have anything left in Paul DeYoung in the four hole, but you're gonna have to make quick adjustments because you have some good quality teams coming up, and you're gonna have to adjust very quickly. And you know if if you don't want Carlson, if you don't want to pu- push everybody back to secure Carlson in the two hole for what could happen, then you're gonna have to start rotating the four guys out to see who's gonna who's gonna sit there the best. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean it's. It's very evident, and uh, I mean, yeah, I I completely agree with you. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll we'll, we'll close this out with one last thing. Um, how have have you made any bets that have put any money in your pocket yet? Um, yes, actually, <laughs> uh, I have, and this and this is the crazy thing about opening day when we were talking about it. A lot of the favorites did not win that day. And I know that cost me and you probably a hefty chunk of change. Um, but there was a lot of, uh, how do I say it? Just a lot of lost money in, in betting on the favorites. And I, uh, there was one thing that I learned is that, and I said this on Twitter, um, I am no longer betting the Red Sox on the money line. I'm not doing it anymore. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care if they're on a seven game winning streak. I don't care. I'm not betting on them on the money line. It's not happening. Yeah. And, and honest to God, man, I've got my, and yeah, I lost money the past few days as well. Um, I haven't, I haven't put any money in my pocket yet. Um, But I am, I am leaning more towards, um, especially right now. Like I don't even like I'm to the point where, where nothing looks good right now. 
Like I am very much a, I will stay away from, from putting together a parlay for a day because I don't like what I'm seeing um, because I don't, I don't just need to throw my money down the drain. Obviously, you know, you want to win money. You're, you're better off playing the over under at this point in runs because it feels like the over is hitting almost daily. Well, not only that, but I mean, you don't know what you got in clubs yet. You don't know what you have in any of the clubs. And yeah, I put, I took the Red Sox in back to back days and I, I took the Yankees today, which sunk my, my parlay today. Um, but I think, I think in, in your head, you just expect these teams to do what they're supposed to do and they're not doing it. Um, in turn, you know, it's, making me lose money but i'll tell you one thing um and and i've done it once or twice and i'm not bullshitting you once or twice it's happened um i do not bet for the for or against the cardinals um i did it last year one time in a double header um and the spread i love spread bets i think they're a multiple um multiple chance win if you will um Mm -hmm. especially if you you go for the unfavored team um but I don't, I don't bet for against the Cardinals. I've done it twice, maybe three times, once last year, and I did it yesterday. Um, was it yesterday? No, tell it was today. It was today, and I mean, they just, it is what it is. I just don't want to. I can't. I can't. I can't invest my heart into my money like that. And um, I mean, until especially if they aren't going to put up anything. But yeah, you're right. The over under right now is is the way to go with a lot of these clubs. Um, or, or if you're really trying to earn a quick buck, look at the player props. Like t- today was the first time I won money on, on MLB. And that was over or was uh, the over on strikeouts by Shohei Otani today. And that was yeah. at four and a half. And I'm like, that's easy. Right. Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't look at the props enough and I should like uh, there was a prop last year. I put uh, last year, two years ago, maybe. That it was like, um, you know, uh, one and a half, one and a half or two and a half uh, runs hits for for both teams. Mm-hmm. No, it was one and a half, and the Cardinals got um, two hits or something of that nature. Or you know, will so and so team score in the first? Like props offer a lot, but um, I don't dig down deep and deep into them too much because it just it. I forget about them quite frankly, but uh, Hey, tomorrow's a new day uh, or today, I guess, whenever you decide to listen to this. So, you know, um, shit, I, I don't even know if I'm going to put anything out today because it's just I'm tired. Of, <laughs> I'm tired of losing money. No. And I think I, I'm looking at the games tomorrow. I mean, if you want to put a parlay down with the Yankees being an anchor or anchor point, they're at minus two thirty to beat the, the Orioles and they should, um, but uh, that would probably be somewhere I would probably hang my hat on. Um, I would probably say the Reds would beat the Pirates, uh, considering how they. I don't know. Us. I don't. I mean, know. I mean that's it's very fair. I mean, they're at well, they're only minus one forty three, so it, there's some wiggle room there. Um, but other than that, I Ooh, mean, if, no, no, no. I've got one good for you. Yeah, the Blue Jays and the Rangers tomorrow. Uh, over, <laughs> well, Sma- sl- slam the over. Not only that, not only that, but I'm absolutely going to take if if the uh, spread on that um, is is good looking to me. I'm absolutely taking the Blue Jays in that. Um, the Royals, man, the Royals have looked good, and they're facing the Indians tomorrow. I might have to jump in on that too. Yeah, they're at plus one hundred two right now. To the Royals uh, are. 
Yeah, the oh. Royals are plus 102. That's because they're away. I get um, that, but, I mean, they're facing Logan Allen. I mean, granted, Danny Duffy's going for them as well. But um, Yeah, I, the Royals are actually – when I, I, I'm actually very surprised at how well they did uh, over the weekend, uh, but they were playing bottom feeder in Texas – so I'm not going to put too much stock into that. But when I look at their lineup, it's actually a very good collection of veteran players. So I, I, I'm not that surprised that they were able to do some damage. Um, and especially in their own ballpark where it's very spacious in the outfield, um, they, they did a lot of, uh, a lot of good things. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they won that game, but that's, that's probably a game where I'm also thinking, the Indians are coming off a really tough series against Detroit. They're going to be their home opener. I'm not sure I, I like the value there. Um, if anything, you might you might just play. I would probably play the under in that game. To be honest, well, man, I'm looking. I'm looking at a bunch of these teams, and I'm getting kind of excited. I mean, easy. <laughs> I mean, you've got. Easy well, hey, 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 we got we got Dodgers and Athletics. The Athletics haven't won a game. Now, granted, they've been playing the Houston Astros, but the Dodgers are great. Um, then you've got the Padres and the Giants. I mean, the Padres are the Padres. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, there's a. I mean, uh, if you could, you could do a low bet on a nice parlay tomorrow and win a good money, good amount yeah. of money. I mean, just I, I, looking at it. But I, the way I things agree. trend well, I mean, the way things have been trending, it's just not. It's not looking good for me. Um, you just get suckered in, man. It's it's too easy to get suckered in. Yeah. So yeah. that's where I'm at. Well, okay. I guess we'll um let, let's do this. Let's do this. So moving forward until we get our 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 actual betting podcast going. Um let's do that. We will um let's discuss next time out our parlay that we picked, screenshot them, and um we'll see how we did. Yeah. We can bring that up, and then we'll we'll start until we uh we we uh, get our our betting podcast going for everybody. And Stu jumps in with us, so uh, <coughs> I'm alive. I swear. So <coughs> I swear I'm alive. All right. Well, all right, Tito. I know you probably got to get up early, so um, we we'll go ahead and shut this down, and um, I'm sure we'll be yelling at the TV tomorrow. Yeah, that's right and hopefully there's a it's for good reasons and not bad ones absolutely all right well let's shut this thing down um guys you can you can download the turn into podcast on itunes google podcast and spotify um follow the turn into podcast at turning the number two podcast uh tito what's your handle in case they want to follow you yeah you can follow me at triveratops on twitter um i'm the better looking of the two of us yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, hands down, hands down. Um, but there's always a great underdog story. So until next time, Cardinal fans, we will catch you around. See ya.